Hello and welcome to the How CMOs Commit podcast. I'm Margaret Malloy, Global Chief Marketing Officer of Siegel & Gale. This is a podcast to explore how the world's top CMOs are building their brands and the professional commitments they are making as leaders. From the decisions facing CMOs to the commitments they are forging, the conversations are uniquely vulnerable and strategic. Please be sure to listen to the end when I provide my reflections. This is how CMOs commit. Hello and welcome to Advertising Week Europe. This is the Future of Branding CMO panel. I'm your host, Margaret Malloy, the Global Chief Marketing Officer of Siegel & Gale, the branding company. You may know us as the Simplicity Firm. For over 50 years, we have helped many of the world's leading companies unlock the power of simplicity to build successful brands. And we've learned a few things along the way. Most notably, that simple isn't easy. Behind every brand delivering simpler experiences for customers and employees is a CMO who recognizes the inherent value of keeping things simple. Today, I'm joined by three such simplifiers. We will explore why simplicity is a key to successful brands and the practices that deliver top performance. As we wrap up, I have a signature simplicity surprise for everyone, so be sure to please stay till the end. Now, speakers, as I introduce you, please answer the following question with one word. What does simplicity mean to you? Let's begin with Lorraine Barber-Miller, Chief Marketing and E-Commerce Officer at Philips. Hi, Margaret. Delighted to be here today. My single word is signature. Signature. Let's now go to Raj Kumar, CMO Aviva. Hi, thanks for having me. And my word would be freedom. Freedom. And finally, Sophie Wheater is the CMO of GIFGAF. Hi, Margaret. Thank you for having me on. My word is ease. Ease. Okay. So, Lorraine, let's have a chat around simplicity. Your word was signature. Why is that your word? And tell us how that plays out at Philips. Absolutely. I'd be delighted. So, Margaret, when we deliver a signature experience as brands, we offer meaningful engagement. And I believe there is elegance and beauty in simplicity. So as I reflect on the most memorable brand experiences I have valued, they have all had the hallmark of a signature experience. And I strongly believe that designing a signature brand experience is what creates lasting and meaningful customer and consumer relationships. Doing just this has been a common thread or reflection throughout my career in tech-centric brands, such as IBM, ADP, and currently at Philips in health tech. As you know, we have an incredible purpose at Philips, which is to improve the health and well-being of 2.5 billion people a year by 2030. And so I'm inspired by that brand purpose 
And with that, we're building and enriching and an enriching signature brand experience that's championed and frankly delivered by everyone in the organization. One that evokes a powerful emotional connection with our customers and our consumers. We like to believe that we listen, discover, and are challenged with meaningful innovation and deliver that meaningful innovation as a consistent belief that there's always a way to make life better. How does simplicity play into delivering on that promise, Lorraine? Yes. So for us, Margaret, as one of the most valuable and iconic brands in the world, we're starting from a position of strength, so to speak. And to fully achieve these goals or our goals, we need to continuously transform, not only as a company, but as a marketing and e-commerce function. So you asked me what role simplicity has played in our brand promise. Well, I can tell you certainly a lot. I think that uh, Philips has been cited as one of the most successful brand transformations in the past decade, according to HBR. And with that, we've really dramatically simplified our structure, our strategy, what we offer to serve the healthcare industry. We've really moved away and divested from our consumer electronics, domestic appliances, and lighting businesses. So while attractive businesses in their own right, these were no longer central to our strategic ambition. And now we've started to orchestrate and govern the full 360 audience-centric brand experience across all touch points, driving brand strength and engagement through seamless omni-channel signature experiences, and hopefully uh, systematically delivering authentic, relevant, and differentiated value to all of our stakeholders. You touched on it a little, but maybe you could elaborate on the idea that sometimes to achieve simplicity, you have to make trade-offs, you have to make difficult decisions. How, how do you navigate that, Lorraine? Yes. So in fact, it definitely has required significant or thoughtful and difficult decisions. And I will tell you some of the benefits when I think about how we've simplified our brand, I think immediately to the work that is very close and near and near and dear to my heart in our marketing transformation, which has been significant and the magnitude has been great. For context, it's encompassed all 17 of our businesses globally, 17 markets, over 100 countries, and it's touched every one of our 3,000 practitioners globally. And when I say that, we've essentially harmonized all of our roles and responsibilities across the entire function. We've redesigned or reimagined our entire end-to-end ways of working for standard and coordinated ways of working around the world. And to have the outcome that we've needed to fuel the business growth that we desire, as you said, we've had to make intentional and difficult decisions, namely shifting investments and focusing our work on fewer and higher quality activities, which has been marked by a significant reduction in what we call non-integrated product-focused planning and duplicative content creation and activation, frankly. And so we're on this journey. We're going to continue to reduce more so this year and even beyond. 
What advice would you give to other CMOs who are inspired by what you've done as it pertains to Simplify? Well, I can certainly tell you in this journey and having a mantra of fewer, bigger, better, you know, it has been one that we've been leading on behalf of the entire organization. And we've now inspired other functions to move away from our traditional ways of working, to think more about this mindset of fewer, bigger, better innovations for our customers and innovation, solutions, engagements, everything we do needs to be fewer, bigger, better, and all about the experience and that signature experience, if you will. I think one of the the pieces of learning or feedback I can share is that sometimes it's possible to oversimplify to the point where it's unclear what your value proposition is or how it's differentiated in the market. I think it's always important to stay true and align to your core brand values and to build from there. If we keep the customer or the consumer central to all that we do as brands, that's really where the magic happens, right? Understanding their pain points, their unmet needs, how we can make life better for them. That's ultimately where we have success. You know, and I would say, please don't be afraid to reduce and simplify. We all know through science and research that consumers are overwhelmed with too much choice. So let's make it simpler for them and to really deliver on that commitment and that promise. Thank you for that, Lorraine. And for underlying the idea that arguably the genius of the simplifier is to know what to strip away and yes. what to retain. Thank you for that. So Raj, Raj, over at Aviva, you said your word was freedom. Tell me why. Uh, for me, uh, simplicity is freedom, freedom from like complexity, freedom from chaos, freedom from bureaucracy, freedom from all sorts of gobbledygook that people make up because they want to show off their expertise. That's what simplicity is for me. And how does it manifest in the customer or indeed employee experience at Aviva? And how might that tie to your purpose as a brand? Good question. So Aviva's brand promise is it takes Aviva. I was involved in the rearticulation of the purpose and the brand. So led that project. And for me, it's a very simple way of articulating the promise, which is understood by everybody now. So it takes Aviva implies that it takes Aviva to have an effect on societal issues like, say, net zero, sustainability, etc. But at the same time, it takes Aviva to go that extra mile for each and every of our customers. And internally, it is a, an amazing message because the message internally is for all of us to say it takes all of Aviva. It takes Aviva to do something. So each and every one of us has a part to play in that. So both internally, externally and societally, I think this uh, it's a very simple articulation that enables people to understand what it is we're all about and what is expected of us. Raja, you touched on internally. Could you double down on that for a moment? We're all marketers in this panel and as are many of our audience, and we all know ours is a complex profession. How do you keep things simple for your team? The thing about good things is that companies, I think, are built to be efficient in silos. The thing about simplicity is it takes a lot of different silos coming together. So it's not a simple task. But simplicity for me as a leader is to enable and remove obstacles for the team, is to keep the focus for the team on what it is that we're trying to achieve. And it is actually batting away those pet projects that very senior leaders often come to you with so that we keep the eye on the prize. And for me, that's how I keep my team sort of focused on what it is we're trying to get to. How do you do that? 
How do you help with that prioritization? That sounds tricky. What's the magic? I think the magic is the, the guiding purpose is our strategy and our purpose. And that enables us to know Aviva is a, lo- a big business. We have, you know, savings, investment, insurance, health, a lot of products, a lot of customers, a lot of uh, things to look at. So for us, the strategy and the purpose is the guiding star behind going, what products get, you know, product development gets prioritized, which customers are we targeting, where are we increasing marketing support, and where are we really getting the best, best returns. All these things which go into, in the end, at the end of the other side of the pipe, is simplicity in terms of what it is that we need to do. What benefits would you articulate that have accrued to Aviva, your employees, and importantly, your customers and the community as a result of your efforts around simplification? I think the biggest is that the focus has helped us improve where we most needed to improve. And what internally, it takes Aviva is, is quite a, when that's a brand promise, that you can imagine ways in which that brand promise can be used against you when things don't go right. So it takes Aviva to blah, blah, blah. And I think what it does is it holds us to account as well. And that is really powerful. So we're standing out there saying that it, we are improving every day. We're not there yet. And we will keep on improving. And you can hold us to account because right behind us, it says it takes Aviva. So, you know, in that sense, every day we're working towards that. What have you observed in your career? Are the mistakes CMOs and other leaders make on the quest to simplify? I think the single biggest thing is to keep in mind that you're simplifying for the customer, not for the business. A a lot of times people make projects happen because it'll be so much easier for the business. The business process would be so much easier, etc. And we're not maximizing for the customer. And I think that's the biggest thing. Where does measurement come into the mix there? I'm curious around how you navigate difficult decisions. We have a host of measures. I think at the at the top level, what we've seen a good correlation is with the NPS overall. So that we have that as a uh, REM measure for our board, for our exec. That's a big one. But then as you go through the business, we're obviously looking at different measures, when it, whether it's customer effort, whether it is satisfaction, whether it is time to solve issues, etc. But there are, we have a balanced sort of scorecard that we work towards. But at the highest level, that's NPS. That is, we look at at the REM level. Raj, finally, if one of our audience members were were to be skeptical and say, ah, simplicity, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of merit to that. What what would your response be? When's the last time you said something really difficult and enjoyed it? (laughs) Beautiful. Thank you for that, Raj. And with those words, let's go to Sophie over at GIFGAF. So Sophie, your word was ease. Yes, yes. Almost a synonym, right? So tell us why. I thought about this quite a lot and went round the houses and couldn't, I couldn't do anything but come back to the notion that a beautiful elegance, to use Lorraine's words from earlier, um, experience, simple experience is one that we find almost innate and that innate ease that comes with those very simple experiences really encapsulates what simplicity is for me and and for our business as well um, from a user perspective. I think from a maker perspective, simplicity is very hard, but I think we all strive to get that beautiful, simple, easy experience for our, for our users. Tell us about the intersection of simplicity and GIFGAF, yes. how it plays out and how it maps to your brand promise. 
So we were founded on a really simple premise, which was to do mobile better. So in 2009, our founder decided that he wanted to disrupt the mobile industry by doing something that was just better for people, something that was cleaner, something that was easier, something that was simpler, um, and something that really put members, which is what we call our customers, something that really put members at the heart of what we're about as a business. So we launched with a community, which is, you know, very much alive and active, which is where all of our, which is where we have those really rich conversations with our members. But we launched without any customer call centers. We launched without any of the kind of glossy shop fronts that a lot of the other networks had. And we also launched without the traditional contract that I think so many people find confusing and frustrating when they're navigating their own kind of mobile phone journey. Um, so we've, as we've grown, I think it becomes, you know, it's very interesting to hear Lorraine and Raj talk uh, as they look at their, you know, enormous businesses. As we've grown, it's been very top of mind to retain that simplicity, retain the focus on our members. You know, we are held to account on a daily basis on our community. People speak to us, hold us to account all the time. It's been very difficult to ensure that we have retained that ease and simplicity throughout our products, throughout our experiences as we've grown. Um, but it's something that across the entire business we hold really dear. And so I think it's certainly not just a marketing and brand piece. It runs through the entire business. Is it something that's talked about in executive meetings or how does it come to life? It seems like it's pervasive in your culture. Yeah, so we are, you know, in we're very much a brand-led tech business. So I am I'm very close to our chief technology officer, our chief product officer. We, you know, we speak regularly about the fact that our tech teams, our developers, they're the ones really that are building our brand. I can only lead people around the promises and the premise upon which we're upon which we are built as a brand. But actually, it's ensuring that that is understood right the way through the business, right the way down to the guys who are doing the, the guys and, and, and girls who are doing the coding for us to make sure that what they're building is really simple because they are building our brand experience. And so we come together as a business really frequently to talk that through. And we, you know, Steve, who's our CTO, Steve and I will have, you know, joint meetings around how brand and tech really forge themselves together in our world. And we are, you know, I'm probably as challenged by our tech, our tech colleagues as I am by anybody else in the business as to what exactly, what exactly we're meaning to do as a brand in any given product that we're developing or experience that we're developing. Sophie, do you call out simplicity expressly or is it more implicit? Is it discussed in that very plain way of how are we keeping things simple? Or is there another way it, it comes to life in your internal dialogues? It's a good question, actually. I think we have a phrase that is used a lot, which is that's just not very gift gaff. And there's a really, really strong understanding within gift gaff that we stand for something that is straightforward, that is simple, 
that puts the member and potential customers at the heart of what we do. And there is an implicit understanding across the business that actually in order to be better in this kind of increasingly complex world, you know, outside of outside of mobile, you know, the entire world is becoming a more confusing and complex place for people. What we want to do is create an experience that is really easy and straightforward and human for people. Because I, th- I think finding that married up between simple and human is also really important and very much part of who we are as a brand. So do I use the word simple? I think we use it a lot because that is very much what we are driving towards. Uh, and as I said, it's very, if, if something's too complex, then it's, it's not very gift gaff. Sophie, what guidance or advice would you offer to other leaders who want to embrace simplicity in their brands? So I would go back to something that Lorraine spoke about earlier, which is really understanding the root of your brands and what you stand for and, and stripping away anything that is unnecessary around the outside and ensuring that your business, right the way across your business, that that brand is understood. It isn't just for the marketeers in the business. It really has to be, it has to sit across commercial, across finance, across data science, across tech. So I think being really clear about what that brand stands for and then ensuring it's embedded right the way across the business is incredibly important. And then I think the second part actually is ensuring that your tech teams, your developers, your engineers are given are given the opportunity to build without compromise. Because I see so frequently that where we make compromises, we drive complexity. And the cleaner the code base, the code base that the tech guys have got to work from, the easier it is for them to start building these really beautiful, easy, simple experiences for people. Okay, thank you for that, Sophie. So now to all of our speakers, I posed a challenge. Simplicity sometimes can be very abstract. So we've decided at this European Advertising Week to make it very tangible. I invited all three of our speakers to bring one physical object to the conversation and explain why that object represents simplicity to them. Ladies and gentlemen, This is the show and tell portion of the panel. Lorraine, please, in 60 seconds or fewer, what did you bring to represent simplicity and why? So, Margaret, I'm wearing my object. It's my Chanel brooch. And I think it's no secret uh, that I love the brand as it symbolizes elegance with an unmatched signature experience. I've long admired Coco Chanel for simplifying fashion in such an elegant manner with the Chanel suit and popularizing the little black dress and trousers for women. And so the brand continues to remain true to its DNA and to its values. We all know the experience is very signature to Chanel. And as I mentioned, it's a hallmark of the brand. Thank you, Lorraine. Raj, your simplicity object, please. I have here, as you can see, a Lego car. So for me, that's a piece of Lego, which I find, uh, for me, that you know, embodies simplif- uh, simplification over here. For me, that's the freedom, the freedom to express, the freedom to make 
the freedom to build whatever is, you know, you're limited by your imagination, really. The joy that it brings to you, the ease with which you can make this stuff up, even kids do it. I mean, kids actually do it. This isn't my model. It is my child one. I do worse than that. And longevity of it, you know, this is something that you can keep on playing with even for many, many, many years. So for me, uh, this really embodies what I would say simple. Thank you, Raj. And Sophie, your object, please. I've cheated slightly. I've gone for two, but they very much marry together. So it is a pen and piece of paper. And I think, you know, working in the communications industry, I think that pen and paper is the, is the simplest form of, of how we communicate. I, what I find fascinating is that the way we communicate nowadays has exploded across so many different platforms, across the WhatsApps, across um, across social media, email. You know, time was that if you wanted to send something to eight people, you wrote eight letters and you hoped a pigeon delivered it. But now the ease of communication that we see through the advancements in technology, I think, are incredible. And what I would say is it's got even easier than a piece of paper and a pen. But I think that the, the difficulty and the technicality and the complexity that sits behind the build from the maker's perspective is incredible to create an experience from a user perspective that is so easy. Well, thank you, Sophie. And thank you, everyone, for indulging the exercise and for sharing your inspiration. And in thanking your panel, I would like to leave our audience with an additional resource. Siegel and Gale has released the world's simplest brands study. Follow Siegel and Gale to find the simplest brands in your industry and in your region. You will also discover financial metrics around customer loyalty, employee engagement, and investor valuation, all tied to simplicity. Now, inspired by our speakers, I leave you with the vision of three notable simplifiers. To Lorraine from Coco Chanel, <laughs> simplicity is the keynote of true elegance. To Raj, Leonardo da Vinci, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And to Sophie with the pen and paper, Oscar Wilde, I have the simplest tastes. I am always satisfied with the best. Thank you three for a wonderful conversation. Thank you to European Advertising Week. And with that, I am Margaret Malloy, Global Chief Marketing Officer of Siegel & Gale, thanking you and wishing you a wonderful remainder of the event. Thank you for joining How CMOs Commit. You've heard the strategic insights and professional commitments of top brand builders from around the world. I hope you also enjoyed my reflections on how this conversation is relevant to all marketers. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast app. And please rate, review, and share this podcast. Until next time, this is how CMOs commit.